This is Issues 2022. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Wichita Board of Education President Stan Reeser. Welcome to Issues 2022, Stan. Uh, good morning. Uh, nice to talk to you. It's great to uh, talk to you and your listeners again. It's, it's, I think this is our second show we've done. Uh, it's actually our third. Is Steve, it third? Okay. I was pro- <laughs> well, I was probably so boring the first two times. You probably just kind of mixed them together. Yeah, it was just really forgettable. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, let's start with a little background. Uh, yeah, how, how long have you been president of the Wichita School Board? This is my second uh, term as president. Uh, so I'm uh, basically a year, year and a half into uh, uh, being president of the board. What do you do to earn a living? Uh, the, as most people don't understand, I think, that the Wichita Board of Education is a non-paying position. Uh, what, what do you do for a living then, Stan? I actually am employed by uh, Ascension Via Christi, St. Francis. I'm a uh, medical supply specialist. All right. Did and, you- um, and I work that job, and then I uh, volunteer, uh, and the Wichita School Board has kind of become a uh, – Full-time job, so I kind of have two full-time jobs, it feels like, at times. Now, did you attend Wichita schools? I did. I graduated from Wichita South uh, in 1980 and then uh, attended Wichita State University and uh, graduated with a bachelor's degree uh, in the 80s from Wichita State. What what motivated you to, to run for school board, Stan? Well, I've, I've always been very interested in education issues, and before I changed my major, uh, I was actually an education major, uh, and for various reasons, uh, did not complete that degree, but completed a different degree uh, in general studies. Uh, but I've always been kind of involved in education issues uh, as a young parent, um, the first year, my my oldest daughter uh, was in school. I volunteered. At that time, it was called the PTAs instead of the PTOs. Uh, and I was, uh, like, the PTA president. And then I was on some several site councils uh, with the school district and uh, volunteered for the school district. And then uh, when I position came open on the school board, uh, I uh, went for it and received, got it, and it's been an honor and a privilege uh, that the voters and the citizens have allowed me to serve on this board. After the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, of course, the school uh, classes started this week. But after the COVID-19 pandemic, are students back in the classrooms full time now? Yes, they sure are. We, um, you know, it's this process has been has actually been I, I hope someday to kind of look back on it and go over all my notes. But uh it's kind of interesting. I was thinking about this just the other day about how we've gone through many different stages of this pandemic. The first one was we had to find out what this pandemic actually was. I think people forget sometimes what the initial reaction to the pandemic in 20 in March of 2020 was uh, and that we, there was so many unknowns and we erred on the side of caution to make sure, and, and we didn't have vaccinations at that time. It was a, a very scary moment, and no one knew exactly how, how to handle it. 
so we, that was the first stage. The second stage was we were uh, doing all the mitigation uh, processes, uh, such as wearing masks. Uh, we had some remote learning going on. And then in the spring of 21, when we started getting more info, when we had more information, and then we had vaccinations available to people, um, we were able to go 100% back to in-person. And in this year, the nice thing that has been the new stage is that now that there's vaccinations available for uh, students and young people, all the way down to, I believe, five years old, uh, we are now able to have school in a new normal or as much normal as we can do. Uh, people are still encouraged that if they uh, feel like they're going to be in a large group for a long period of time, we are still encouraging them to wear a mask, and ser- but they're not required to wear a mask at all times. So this is about as normal as it's been in about three years. So it's, 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 it's been a great start of the new year. The, uh, so, so the students uh, and teachers are masking up if they wish to do so. Exactly. It is still being encouraged. Uh, but, uh, you know, once vaccination helped, the other thing that we have done is we have used the federal uh, emergency education funds, uh, and they're called ESSER funds, uh, to improve our ventilation uh, systems in all our schools. That has been a massive undertaking, and we had to do it very, very quickly. Um, but we, our ventilation in our schools are so much better than they used to be. And we've also, have, the CDC uh, and medical uh, people have always kind of revised what is safe, what is not safe. One thing that is, that's kind of been a rule of thumb that doesn't get talked about a whole lot is if you are in a group of people, the amount of time should be about 15 minutes. Uh, if you should, I always turn like an internal clock in on them on my head. And uh, that has really seemed to be a really good recommendation that if you are in a situation where there's a lot of people in, in a group, then you should try to stay within, you know, the social distancing of six feet. But there's also kind of a time limit and that you shouldn't try to, you should not be in that small group very close to each other for more than 15 minutes. So there's a lot of good recommendations out there that's all led us to this year hopefully being a, a normal year as possible. And everybody's enjoying and loving seeing the, the smiles on the kids' faces. First day of school was just great. I know you don't have the figures in, won't have them for, for a few days, uh, the actual enrollment uh, figures for USD 259. But what, what do you think is uh, about how many kids are you actually educating here in the Wichita Public Schools? Like we are going to be in about the 44,000 uh, range. Uh, which is very consistent if you compare that to the census uh, information that we just, you know, got done doing in 2020 and the numbers were released in 21. 
in that we feel like the 44,000 number is about where we're going to be. And that's actually pretty consistent with our population and what our history has been. Um, You know, we have in Kansas and in Wichita, our growth in the last decade was actually fairly slow. It was like a 1%, 2% growth. So we're pretty consistent with those numbers. We're still the largest school district in the uh, state. Uh, So we have our uh, large school district uh, challenges. But there's also, I've always felt like our school district really prepares students for the future because the diversity that you will see in our uh, schools with languages, with uh, race, uh, with a thousand other factors, that is the type of workforce that these kids will see once they get out into the job place. So it has been uh, – our numbers are, are good, and uh, we're, uh, we think that uh, our 44,000 students uh, will be very good uh, uh, employees and workers and citizens in the future. What was your reaction to the mass shootings at Uvalde, Texas? Well, you know uh, – Security uh, issues at uh, schools are an ongoing uh, process. We don't start when there's a tragedy like that. You know, we don't just all of a sudden form together. We have an ongoing group that is constantly looking at all factors. And every time there's an unfortunate situation or a tragedy such as the one down in Texas, we try to be very diligent in uh, waiting till the report comes out. We've now got the report. It's about a month old now. And we get, we go through that process and we compare it to what we are doing on our safety program. And we see if there's any new lessons we need to learn. But Steve, here's the important thing. The biggest deterrent is our see something say something program and that is we have people keeping an eye on social media we have students asking we ask students to report any type of uh, activity or things that they hear uh we watch all types of uh note writing that type of thing on social media and that is the biggest deterrent we have is that if you see something suspicious, uh, you see somebody acting strange, you know, do not keep that information to yourself. But the, the bottom line is our security plan is, a, is we are very comfortable with our security plan. We can't devolve exactly all the details of that safety plan because you don't let the other side know uh, what that safety plan is exactly. But, uh, you know, as much as you can do it, uh, anything could happen. But, you know, the thing of it is, unfortunately, uh, violence is in our society, and sometimes it reaches the school level, but we are doing everything we can to uh, make sure that our kids are safe. You're listening to Issues 2022 on the Odyssey radio stations. Our guest is Wichita Board of Education President Stan Reeser. How have test scores held up over the 
past couple of years, Dan? They took a dip during the COVID year. They definitely did. The What we have done um, to try to correct that, and I say a dip, it, it actually was not as severe as I thought it could be. Uh, and that was just a personal opinion. I really expected a, a you know, substantial dip. Uh, but there was a slight dip, and we've had two summer school sessions now where kids have had the the lowest or the biggest dip in their their achievement scores they were uh strongly encouraged to uh get into summer school we had our highest attendance of summer school this past year and we think we have kind of uh stopped that decline and we did a lot of catch-up this summer. We started the catch-up in the summer of 21. We accelerated that catch-up process in 22 with a very robust summer school program. And we hope to, uh, you know, really start seeing some increases in those achievement scores. What can our educators do to help the students understand and avoid this deadly fentanyl we've been hearing about that is a very good uh, uh subject and uh, you know i am not an expert on that area but i do know that we are developing strategies and and some have already been in place uh but we've already we're developing new strategies on how to address this issue there are um uh, products that uh, our safety officers can carry with them now. We're working with and and vetting that whole process. And uh, of course, you know, just a lot of it just comes down to education and yeah. and uh, letting the student understand what the problem is. Mm-hmm. But I think we're uh, we're on top of that situation too. Pretty, uh, you know, our safety team has really done a great job of of staying up on this and keeping the board informed on what we need to be prepared for. What is the USD two five nine approach to teaching Black history? Uh, what we have done is we have, uh, like all school districts throughout the nation, uh, of course. We, you know, I, I'm always uncomfortable that we kind of uh, segregated down into uh, Black History Month in February. But what we do is make sure that that month truly is celebrated. And the, and the thing that is important to remember about teaching U.S. history is that we want to teach critical uh, thinking skills uh, for our students. We do not uh, teach uh, critical race theory because that is a master's level, universal uh, level at at university level. So we do not get into critical race theory, but we do want to make sure that our students are prepared for when they get into college or the workforce, that they have critical thinking skills. So that's how we approach uh, black history and that we make sure that they have the ability and, and develop their skills 
on how to think about uh, these issues uh, in a holistic way and that they improve their critical thinking process. And, you know, the thing of it is, is that our students, uh, they have to grow up pretty darn quick, uh, probably faster than your generation and my generation did. And they are already developing that, uh, those skills. And what we do is we just try to facilitate the fact that they uh, are critical thinkers so that when they get out into the real world, they are ready to hit the ground running. That's something that I've um, I interjected, something I took away from my experience in school, including USD 259, is not so much uh, how, how a geometric formula works or, or how to spell uh, confident, uh, but more than what are the facts, how can I get the facts, and when I get all the facts, how can I make a reasoned judgment? Critical thinking. Exactly. Because Critical thinking. A lot of, yeah. Because a lot of times, you know, we make sure the basics are there. And that's what you really have to stress in, uh, at the uh, elementary, middle school, sure. and high school level. Is by the time, you know, we really focus on the basic facts, but we also start introducing the fact that they have to start thinking about these issues in a critical way so that they, uh, because when you get out to the job force and when you get out to the university, nobody's going to ask you to spew out a bunch of facts about your job or about some topic you're studying in college. You're going to be uh, called upon to formulate those facts into, you know, some reasoning and some judgment. Yeah. And nobody's going to ask you how, how you feel about it. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Hey, listen, how, is it, how are the schools handling the questions and, and possible challenges regarding the LGBTQ and gender issues, which are top of the news right now? Yes, they are. And uh, we have a very strong anti-non-discrimination uh, policy that includes orientation and gender identity and it's just like um you know i think our thoughts on on lgbq questions have developed over the years uh and what we try to make sure is to meet the students where they are and meet the family, the student's family, where they are at that moment and at that, that time. And we just try to make sure that there is no confusion or the fact of the matter is we are there to educate them. And we are there to educate them where they are at that time in their life. And we... Uh, the whole thing nowadays is that I think that one of the biggest difference that that has happened in public schools, not just in Wichita, but nationwide, is that our teachers truly have to be more than just teachers of a subject. And when I would, again, I mentioned earlier that I was an education major at one time, uh, the focus back then was, uh, you know, really know your topics. Uh, now, these students uh, expect 
and need to know that we care about them on a personal level. And we need to, they need to make sure that they feel that they are not discriminated against in any way, in any area. And uh, I think we're dedicated to that. Uh, there's been controversies in other school districts uh, about these issues. But as long as you meet the students where they are and they understand that you accept them and understand them or understand them as much as you can, uh, then that's where you have success. That's where you start getting better test scores is that, and I feel, I sometimes worry about our teachers because not only do they have to be teachers, but they have to be counselors almost at the same time. And it is a big job that our teachers are taking on, but okay. they are doing an outstanding job. I need to interrupt you. We're getting away from time here again. What, Stan, what is your staffing situation right now? Do you have enough our, teachers, the right kind of teachers? What do you- we have been – we are uh, doing pretty good on teachers. We are struggling, or we are we still have shortages in Paris, and we are looking at uh, increasing the budget for uh, Paris in the future because that is where the need is. Um, we because of these extra duties and extra tasks that teachers have put on. We are needing more paras. Okay, let me interrupt. To, let me interrupt you. What? What's yeah. a para? What are you talking about? A para is a uh, professional. Uh, you know, the easiest way to put it is a para is a is, is short for para professional. Okay. okay. They yeah. are a teacher's aide in a classroom. Mm-hmm. That's all right. And they uh, they receive training. But they do not are they are not certified teachers, but they are there to assist the teachers uh, in all the tasks, and especially in special needs kids, kids who are behind, and we are still in need of them. But overall, our staffing is pretty good. But you're talking about it, kind of like a PA, like a physician's assistant there, somebody who can do exactly. a lot of stuff, but not. Hey, before we get away, football. Football at Riverfront Stadium. How's yeah? How's that going to play? Is it going to be all right? Oh man, I'm I'm looking forward to this, Steve. I think we've done a great job. We're, we're I've kind of got a little project there where I'm trying to get interest in uh, my district in high school football. Uh, I'd like to raise the level of that, and we've got an annual uh, traveling trophy now that we do between South High and West. I'd love to see that idea get trans. Um, included and uh, expanded into other sports but uh yeah we we're gonna have the second annual gridiron game uh between south high and west high which is my uh school district that i represent we're gonna have that at riverfront stadium this year we're gonna try to really publicize it get people and we really love to have that place packed with a bunch of students and parents and and community members uh, it's we're very excited about it. All right, very. We're out of time, Stan. Thank you so much for spending Thank some time you, with us. Always a pleasure. Our our guest this week, uh, Wichita Board of Education President Stan Reeser, and that's all for this edition of Issues Twenty Twenty Two.
We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.